Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 25. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. Good morning, listeners, subscribers, and everybody who's out there just trying to learn perhaps the secrets to success, Mike. I think we've got yet another action-packed Master Series episode ahead of us today, don't we? Oh, I think um, getting into what it really takes to succeed, um, mind, body, and soul, it's complete. It's all in. It's 101%. And, Mark, we're doing something very special. We are focusing on one of our special, perhaps even one of our most favorite experts, aren't we? That's right. We are digging into on this master series, episode 25, not only the secrets of success, but specifically orientated around the work, the teaching, the experience of Andrew Huberman. And Mike, we did do a show on Andrew Huberman back at the beginning of January, but I think it's fair to say of all the individuals that we can look at on YouTube, that we can look at online, Andrew Huberman is one of those individuals, a neuroscientist individual, who has done so much um, studying, uh, content. He's really pulled out a lot of the tools from a scientific perspective and communicates them in a way for you and I and all of our members and listeners to really get a sense of the experience that he has in his labs. And that's the big call out here. He has not only his own YouTube podcast platforms and so on, he has his own laboratory mind. So for all our moonshots individuals that we can learn in and specifically look at from a scientific perspective, I would say Dr. Andrew Huberman is definitely up there when it comes to understanding some of the uh, nuances of neurobiology. And I think success is going to land sweetly within that space for Andrew Huberman. What do you say, Mike? I say I am so excited about getting into the science of success with none other than Dr. Andrew Huberman. And what you've got ahead of you in this show, all our dear viewers, listeners, and members, is a journey into, for me, it's like a shortcut, Mark. Like Dr. Andrew Huberman has done so much work. Literally any topic you bring up around the science of health and success, he's like, well, there's a study that was done, (laughs) right? He just knows his stuff so well. But the point here is, He looks at the data and he is able to translate that into, so here's what you need to do. Personally, one of the ones that really has stuck with me is, and we actually uncovered this one on our previous show that we did on him, is he actually said, look, here are all the things you need to do to feel more alert and more ready during the day. And he talked about hydration. He talked about exercise, movement and diet and all those things. But then he had this other thing. He said, a lot of studies have found that if you expose yourself to natural sunlight in the first hour or two of the morning without your sunglasses on, that this has a really good effect on your level of alertness throughout the day. So do you know what I do? Whenever I get the chance, I'm out exposing myself to sunshine in the first few hours of the day. And I think I can get that done like four or five times a week. And that's a simple way of which he has taken the universe of scientific studies and papers, and he comes with a really practical piece of advice. So we have a ton of that today, Mark. We have so much of that. So if you want to get into the scientific side of success, 
You know, this isn't the personal journey of David Goggins. This is sort of a different way into success. This is the science, the research, and the studies all made and done and produced and synthesized, summarized by Dr. Andrew Huberman. Mark, I'm ready to go. Oh, I think you've set us up perfectly, Mike. So let's continue this amazing vibe and dig into the details as well as the knowledge of Dr. Andrew Huberman. In this first clip, we're going to hear him speaking to Jeff Cavalier, who's a world-class physical therapist. And Andrew and Jeff are both going to be breaking down for you and I and our listeners how to build the perfect weekly workout routine. One of your mantras is, uh, you know, if you want to look like an athlete, train like an athlete. And I think that's something really special that sets aside what you do from what a lot of other um, very well-qualified people do. And in terms of the use of weights and resistance, whether or not it's body weight or weights in the gym or pulleys versus cardio, you know, in terms of overall health, aesthetics and athleticism, is there a way that you could point to, you know, the idea that maybe people should be doing, you know, 50% resistance training and 50% cardio, maybe it's 70, 30, maybe it's 30, 70. And, and here I'm talking about the typical person who would like to maintain or maybe even um, add some muscle mass, mm -hmm. probably in particular areas for most people, mm -hmm. as opposed to just overall mass, although we'll talk about that later. And people who want to maintain a relatively low body fat percentage and be in good cardiovascular health. What's the sort of contour of a basic program that, anybody could think about as a starting place? Um, I, I think it's like a 60-40 split, which would be leaning towards uh, weight training, you know, strength and, 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 uh, and then, you know, the conditioning aspect be about 40%. So if you look at it over a course of a training week, I mean, five days in a gym would be a great task. And obviously not in the gym, it could be done at home, but three days strength training, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, conditioning, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, two days. It's a, it's a pretty easy roundabout way to split that up. Of course, depending upon training goals. And as you said, the aesthetic goals like that will shift dramatically. But if you want to see the benefits of both, that's probably the, the effective dose for strength training and the effective dose for conditioning at the bare minimum level. Again, being a much better performer conditioning wise, you're going to want to do more than that. And in terms of the duration of those workouts, what's your suggestion? I I've been weight training for about 30 years, running for about 30 years. Um, and mainly for health and have found that if I work hard in the gym or at resistance training for more than 60 minutes or so, it's very hard for me to recover. I start getting colds. I start getting weaker from workout to workout. But amazingly, at least to me, if I keep those workouts to about 10 minutes, 10 minutes of warm up and 50, five, zero mm -hmm. minutes or so of really hard work for resistance training, and I keep the cardiovascular work to about 30 to 45 minutes. I feel great. And I seem to make some progress, at least someplace in the workout from workout to workout. Yeah. I mean, it's, those are good numbers because those are kind of numbers that we usually preach. We try to keep our workouts to an hour or less if possible. Now, depending upon the split that you're following, if you're on a total body split, there's just going to be more that has to be done in a given amount of time. Um, that, and again, if you're training primarily for strength, that could prolong the workout because the longer rest times in between sets, but in general, when you're not focused on that one aspect, but the overall health picture, then you can get the job done in, in, under, in under an hour. And again, I always say on top of if, if you want to look like an athlete, train like an athlete is you can either train long or you can train hard, but you can't do both. And I really believe that the focus for me, I have a busy life. I have a lot of other things that I do, believe it or not. And it's like, I, I want to go hard and I want to go get out. 
And I find that my body also responds to that. And I think a lot of guys' bodies respond to that. And particularly as you start to get older, I think it's the, it's the length of the workout that actually causes more problems than the intensity of what you're doing. Particularly if you're warmed up properly, like you said, I found personally that my warm up has had to become more of an integral part of my, my workout than it ever has before. I never, I could get in the gym when I was 20 and I'm going right over, I'm doing one set, two sets, I'm in, I'm ready to go, you know, and I never do another workout warm up set for any of the other exercises I do the rest of the day. Um, that's not, that's not true anymore, you know, and I found that as long as I'm willing to sort of give myself a little bit of a warm up, the intensity is not what bothers me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in control of the weights that I use and it, it doesn't bother me. But if I start to go pretty long, I start to feel achy or I start to have problems. So again, depending upon age, that also plays a factor in the length. But again, I think everybody can achieve on a standard program can achieve the results that they want within an hour. Oh, Mark. Now, this is a great topic because, first of all, if you do start working out, the big risk is that you go all guns blazing, right? And how many of us get in there and tear at it like two-hour sessions for the first two weeks? But then, Mark, what happens? Uh, we go in too hard. Uh, our body's yeah. not ready. But we also we don't see the results quick enough and we're like, and we sort of flag, yeah. don't we? Right. Well, and, and equally, sometimes you get to a point where you might see those results <clears throat> after, met, let's say, a few weeks, but then you almost plateau. Don't yes. You? Yeah. And then you stop seeing the week on week or the month on month changes. So, what happens as we see at the beginning of every year, it's that post Christmas, New Year <laughs> gym sign up phase, isn't it? <laughs> Everybody gets in, everyone's excited. And then, probably around February or March, people start throwing in the towel, literally. Yes. And, and I think that's down to not only, I suppose, discipline or patience, yes. but also the fact that you haven't, you're not seeing those results anymore, if at all. And therefore the motivation has gone. Yeah. The, um, the, there's a number of insights I want to catch. I mean, also keep in mind, we just saw Jeff Cavalier, who's got his own channel, uh, Athlean uh, X, I believe it is very, very popular. Um, and he was a professional sports uh, and health coach for pro uh, baseball players and so forth. He's now huge on YouTube. So to have Jeff and to have Dr. Andrew Huberman together on the same conversation is very good. Um, so a couple of thoughts on what they discussed. I think defining your exercise and workout schedule I think is a crucial step in building the habit of healthiness. So for example, I know that I will run every Sunday is my long run. And then usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are shorter runs. And I actually plan those and book those into my calendar like a meeting. And I actually have a recurring task every single week to plan my run schedule. Okay. And because what I do is once I book that in, for example, this morning, I was up very early to get a run in before we record the show, because I knew that if I didn't get it in before the show, there's too much happening after the show. So forget about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I believe that if we look at working out before we talk about how we, um, and what we do in the workout, 
I think, Mark, the most fundamental lesson that I've learned is to book in your workout like a meeting and no matter what, stick to it. It is not up for negotiation. It's not a flexible thing. So unless you're incredibly busy with work or personal commitments, like exceptional things, unless that is happening, then it's a non-negotiable. It's not like, hey, Mm. I hit the snooze button this morning. I'll just skip it and record the show, you know. No way, Jose. So I think what I'm interested to know, have you got a practice about how you think about your working out, your health program? How do you ensure that you Mm. stick to it? There's a couple of there's a couple of tips that I found over the years that would help me stay um, not only motivated enough to go out and do it, but also that helps me take a little bit of more ownership. I think is the word, mm-hmm. and with that comes, I suppose, more pride, mm-hmm. more um, feeling of satisfaction after you've completed whatever exercise you've planned is, just by sticking to it. So I'll utilize Google. Uh, calendar first of all yeah so i have some key uh, swims that i want to try and get under my belt every week you know generally uh, very very early in the morning and so on so rife for those uh, 5 a.m alarm uh, alarm buttons to hit the snooze button oh it's it's rife for those but if you book it into the calendar you might even if you're not driving or running down to the location you might even look at transport to get there mm-hmm. buses and so on really load up the preparation the day before or even more in advance. Yes. So that by I like the time that. you wake up, yeah. for me, when I wake up, I'm, I'm kind of still in that zombie mode until yeah. I've got outside and done what Andrew Huberman tells me to do. <laughs> I'm still a little bit um, on the edge. I'm quite happy to, you know, postpone yes. and so on. So load up all of the preparation prior. As soon as I wake up, I go to my bag that's already packed. Oh, yeah. I put on the sh- I've already laid out and I'm out the door. I was was going to say, I did exactly that for my run this morning because I knew it was like I was getting up real early. It was six degrees Celsius when I woke up to run. But it was because everything was out. I could sneak out of the bedroom. I didn't wake anyone in the house, got in my gear, and I was out that door. It is that final, it's dotting the I and crossing the T of commitment. Yeah. When you've yeah, got your kid yeah. out for the run in the morning or the swim in the morning, somehow yeah. that really, I don't know, it creates a high level of commitment, doesn't it? Yeah, I find that the times when I don't lay out my stuff or the times when I have not necessarily confirmed it in my mind the night before, it won't happen. Wow. If I haven't already planned it, the chances of me dropping out, or maybe not dropping out, but the chance of me reprioritizing my time is much, much higher. Yes. So if I make a promise to myself in advance, such as scheduling it in the diary, I've got a, a, a reminder for every two days, oh, actually every day to exercise for about 60 minutes. Yeah. It's very, very ingrained into my, uh, my digital habits, I suppose, to s- keep exercise front and center when it comes to my well-being, because mm. it really does make such a huge difference. Mm. But it um, comes down to ownership, doesn't it? It, it really does. And, and like the other point that I want to put our minds to is, did you notice that Jeff said 60% weights, 40% cardio as a baseline for good health? Mm. 
And mm. this is something that I've been working on um, very recently, only really since I um, I ran in in the marathon uh, about a month ago. And post that, I've said to myself, okay, I want to increase my resistance and weight training. So here's the insight. I only do five minutes a day of resistance training, but I'll easily walk or run for an hour a day. So I've got quite a job to rebalance that. And um, the important thing is if you're like a particular type of athlete, you're going to have different ratios, different workout programs. But I think there was a huge thing here. And I think this is missed by a lot of people, myself included, which is you need to think of your working out just generally to be healthy as this, like real simple, you need basically to run or walk or some basic uh, cardio, swim or cycle might be another one. But then you also need to do some weight training or resistance training. So I have resistance bands that I really enjoy using. And roughly speaking, if you are exercising half an hour a day or cumulatively an hour every two days, then half of that should be with movement and cardio and the other half should be resistance training. It's just a very general baseline. And I think if we were all did that check, are we equally, are we exercising at least 30 minutes a day and it's half weights or resistance and the other half is cardio, I think you'll find most of us are not in that equilibrium. I think most of us no. will probably find that the resistance training and weight training is the missing factor. And mm -hmm. it becomes really important as you get older to keep shape, form, and health, to bring resistance training in there, or you just have the muscles over time. If they are not growing, they actually are really starting to actually shrink. And that's why, yeah. you know, old people are so frail because they don't do resistance and weight training. Mm, mm. I think one of the key things that stands out to me there, Mike, is the resistance being a form of variation. And if you're not giving yourself that opportunity to utilize different muscle groups, yes. utilize maybe different um, uh, patterns of, of working out and exercising, your body becomes quite efficient at finding yeah. the, the easiest way between A and B, doesn't it? So if you're continually doing bicep curls every day, eventually your body will figure out, hey, he's doing bicep curls every day. I'm going to reprioritize the way that I'm feeding those muscles. And in doing so, it'll become less and less efficient. Yes. Unless you're injecting in that resistance, as you say, the body is just going to get used to the, the, the training habit that you do every single day. And it's become your, your returns will become less and less noticeable and less and less beneficial, I think. Oh, totally. Which is great because that's what the Moonshot Show teaches us, isn't it? Well, Variety, I, growth mindset. <laughs> yeah, I would even say that uh, there are some of the people, in fact, our members who are getting the workout of their lives every single month where we push their limits. Would you not say, Mark? I would say that there's a certain group of individuals who are in the Moonshots library, or for now, let's call it the Moonshots gym, the mental gym, Mark. Oof who all need to be given a little bit of a roll call. So as always, 
please welcome Bob, Marjolin, Ken, Dietmar, Marjan, Connor, Rodrigo and Lisa, Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Paul, Berg, Kalman, Joe, Ivo, Christian, Samuela, Barbara, Andre, Eric, Chris, Deborah, Lasse, Steve, Craig and Daniel, all of whom are now within our annual members for the Master Series. Woohoo! Thank you so much, guys, for your continued support. Likewise, for those hot on the heels, Andrew, Ravi, Evert, and Karen, Raul, PJ, Nicarada, Ola, Ingram, Dirk, and Emily, Harry, Karthik, and Cutter, Marco, Jet, Roger, Anna, and Raw, Nimelen, Eric, Diana, Wade, Christoph, Denise, Laura, and Smitty, Corey, Gayla, Bertram, Daniela, Mike, and our brand new members, Nelson, as well as Dan. Thank you so much for all those individuals and members who have joined us for so, so long. Your continued support doesn't go unnoticed, but also please welcome our brand new members to the Moonshots Library, aka the Moonshots Gym. Thank you so much for joining us so regularly. <laughs> yeah, so we, we are making this Master Series just for you, our members. We're very grateful for your support. We really get a lot out of hearing from you. So head over to uh, your email browser and send us an email, hello at moonshots.io, jump into our Patreon area, tell us your thoughts, request a show. This is all for you. We really do appreciate your support. And I think it is now time for us to return ourselves, Mark, to the science of success. And now we're going to do a bit of a change up. We've been working out in the gym. Mark, I think we're going to be working out at our desk now. So what's next in the Dr. Andrew Huberman Science of Success? Let's get our focusing done in a slightly different way this time, Mike. We're now going to hear from Andrew Huberman, break down how we can approach our day scientifically, specifically around the ideal length of focus. The question I 